And welcome to Pool Boys Recommend, a show oh. where three boys, that's us, recommend things yep. to each other, we do it, and then we review it. My name is Stu. I'm Chris. I'm Davey. But this week, we're not doing each other's recommends. No, no, no. Mm. We'll be doing one of our fans' recommends. One Christopher Lane put on his floaties and jumped in the Patreon pool. And when he hit $100, we said, what would you like us to do? He took a look back through all our old episodes, picked out his favourite bits, and said... <laughs> Let's take these ponies for one more ride. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> and that's exactly what we'll be doing. We'll be bringing a fresh new spin to some of Chris Lane's favourite pool boy bits. Hmm. Uh, and this week, we're going to be starting with Chris Heeslip. Yeah, that's me. That's you. Uh, uh, the other Chris recommended that I uh, do five minutes of stand-up. Now, you might remember I have done this before with my little grandma ventriloquist puppet, but she's gone. She ain't, she ain't coming back this time. She's no, not coming no, back. No. She dead. She's No. Nah. Is she still on the Queen Mary? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> in Sydney Harbour, waiting it out. <laughs> <laughs> like the Ruby Princess she is. That's oh, right. Ruby Princess, that's the that's one. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but Chris did ask that make it up that all things 2022. Uh, so uh, let me just check. Is, is this thing on? Boom, boom, boom. Is, it, is that? I'd, I hope me? so, Chris. <laughs> um, uh, can you, why don't you guys give me like an open mic intro? Just like a uh, put your hands together for Chris Eastlip. Hey. Yeah, start clapping. Can someone give me like an open mic intro? Next up on the stage, he's creative, he's funny, he's new on the scene. Give it up mm-hmm. for Chris Eastlip. How? <laughs> hey, hey. Thank you. Hey, Thank it's you. me. I'm back here. I'm in, the, I'm in the crowd. Hi, hi Dave. Uh, guys, whew, 2022, huh? Uh, and, that, and that's it for 2021. The year I've been assured wasn't just 2020 again. <laughs> uh, you, see, you see, it started with 2020, right? It started with 2020, uh, and then 2021 was the sequel, building upon what we did in 2020, mm-hmm. and now it is up to 2022 to wrap up the whole trilogy. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Nice. Yeah, nice. Easier, easier said than done, because uh, yeah. there's a lot of plot holes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yep. yep. We just got to give it back to J.J. Abrams. Are we, are we heckling? What's going on here? Oh, sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> that's my like, friend up there. That's, that's What's going friend. on? <laughs> is this interactive? Are we allowed to come in? <laughs> yeah, that, that's how most stand-up works, right? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, sure, yeah. It's our stand-up set. I'm so, so sorry. Uh, I, I have a joke for the class. If you <laughs> as well. Great. Okay. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a trilogy. Uh, it's lasted... It will last three years, which is still a shocking 18 minutes shorter than the extended Lord of the Rings trilogy. <laughs> what are we doing here? What the fuck's going on? <laughs> no, okay. No, didn't like that one. I thought it was pretty good, but no, that's fine. But I might just start again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Welcome to the stage. A man who needs no introduction because he has had one already. Chris Heaslip. Uh, can we fucking pause for a second? <laughs> no, no, come on. No, go on. Go on if, if you can't control the crowd, that's part of the gig, man. Yeah, you're like a substitute teacher for five yeah, minutes. Come on. That's kind of the whole deal, isn't it? <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let's just put Dave Dave and me will pretend we've got a palmy in front of us while we're watching, yep. and then that, sure. that'll shut us up. So I'm just yeah. going to. All, right, yeah. all right. All right. All right. 
And now it's up to 2022. Oh, this palmy is delicious. Yeah, it's fucking great, eh? They're so good, these palmies. <laughs> this comedy club does such good palmies. It's really rare that they get the Napolitana sauce so rich. I know. I know. It's really, really good. Oh, sorry. There's a guy, oh, there's a guy up there. He's, oh, hang he's on. putting yeah. his hands on his head. Yeah. His head. Oh, I'll just fucking skip that one. You've ruined it. No! Anyway. No, 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 you hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on, Chris. Hang on, Chris. Okay. Welcome to the stage. <laughs> a man who needs three introductions. <laughs> Christopher Heaslip. Fucking. Oh. If you cunts were doing stand up, you guys would melt. You fucking wouldn't know what to fucking say. You know, I would let you talk as well. I wouldn't fucking interrupt. All right. Uh, so, guys, that's it. That's it for 2021. Uh, the year I've been assured wasn't just 2020 again. Uh, you see, you started with 2020, right? And then 2021 was the sequel. Uh, building upon what we did in 2020, and now it's up to 2022 to wrap up the whole trilogy. Mm -hmm. uh, easy said than done because there's been a lot of plot holes. A lot of plot holes. Uh, whatever happened to the murder hornets? Oh. Huh? Oh, didn't, yeah. Didn't oh, CIA my God. confirm the existence of UFOs? And what is an NFT? And why aren't the poor boys selling them? <laughs> many, many plot questions. This is a very good uh, question. The last few years here in Australia, we, uh, we keep running out of stuff. Keep running out of stuff. First was toilet paper. Uh, then it was vaccines. Now rapid tests. It feels like Australia is your uncle's shitty holiday house up the coast that you visit like tw two times a year. Mm -hmm. you know, sh should we bring tomato sauce? No, this, we, probably, we probably left some up there last time, <laughs> but we never did. <laughs> and all of a sudden, using tissues for paper towels, soy sauce for Vegemite, now you're brushing your teeth. An old, two-week-old rapid antigen test. It's just oh, brutal. <laughs> brutal. Uh, makes you wonder. Makes you wonder what we're going to run out of in uh, 2022. I heard running low on New South Wales politicians. Maybe oh. run out of oh. one of them with any luck. Uh, but I know for sure what we won't be running out of in uh, 2022. It's uh, COVID. <laughs> uh, Got heaps of it. Yeah. Yeah. A surplus, really. Yeah. Uh, this year, we're basically all guaranteed to catch COVID at one point or another. Uh, it's kind of like Yu-Gi-Oh cards in the noughties. All it takes is one person in your bubble to get them. Then boom, everyone's got them. Everyone's got them. Uh, with any luck, <laughs> with any luck, that will be Omicron, uh, which experts say is easy to catch, but far less effective. Uh, so really the virus equivalent of the Pokemon Pidgey. Yeah, very easy to get. <laughs> not, not very effective. Not really. Hold on to them. Uh, like Speaking that. of Omicron, is it is it Omicron or is it Omicron? Because I've heard both. I tell you, it's the most confusing thing Greece has produced since Wogboy 2, Kings of Mykonos. <laughs> what? That's my, that's my personal favourite. Huh? <laughs> uh, you know, you know um, uh, the Chinese New Year 2022, uh, it's the year of the tiger this year. The mm. Chinese New Year. It's the year of the tiger. Mm -hmm. Or as AFL fans call it, back to normal. You know, there's heaps of new music slated to come out in 2022. Heaps of new stuff. Uh, Guns N' Roses have a new album coming out. Yeah, it's called Please Help Us. The executives at Universal Music have kidnapped our children and are forcing <laughs> us to do this. It should be great. It should be great. Very exciting. Very exciting. Midnight Oil. Midnight Oil have a new album coming out this year. Really? Yeah, oh. yeah that's true. Yeah. yeah. It's called If You Can't Beat Them, Join Them. And if you can't join them, pretend like you never tried to join them and you've just been trying to beat them this whole time. It's great. <laughs> can't wait for that one. It's burning. Uh, also, also releasing albums this year is every single person with a TikTok account. Uh, but good for them. Good for them, though. In, in all seriousness, uh, you, know, you know which TikToker I really like? 
What's that? Yeah, yeah me either. I don't know either. It's... Okay. <laughs> now, shout out to Mitch Lagos. Shout out to Mitch Lagos. All uh, right. It's a bunch of movies coming out next year. A bunch of movies coming out, boys. Okay. Uh, Channing Tatum is making his directorial debut next year mm. with a movie called Dog. This okay. is true. That's true. Uh, right. I was actually reading up on the plot, and it seems to be a biopic about my year seven friend Declan, who said he didn't make contact with the ball when I caught him out in cricket. That line, dog. <laughs> <laughs> that line, dog. <laughs> what a dog. What a dog. <laughs> uh, they're rebooting a bunch. Rebooting a bunch of horror movies in 2022. Yeah, uh, they got Scream. Okay. Uh, they, got, they got Chainsaw Massacre. They're doing that one up again. Uh, but you know the horror movie that I'd like to see, really see remade next year. Uh, Dunstan checks in. Little <laughs> <laughs> throwback for our. Uh, it was great. Dunstan's great. Uh, speaking of movies, it. speaking of movies, everyone's talking about the new Batman movie with Robert Pattinson. Who's talking about this one? Uh, and, and you know the Riddler is supposed to be the villain in this new one. You know I got a riddle for you. Why not stop? <laughs> <laughs> a little riddle for you there. Yeah, a little no. riddle. Yeah, that's good. Uh, but of yeah, course, fair. of course, when we talk about 2022, we can't forget about the upcoming election: Scomo versus Albo. Yeah. Mm. Our, our first rhyming election since Kevin Rudd versus the Onion Dud. The Onion <laughs> Dud. Is, it, is this thing on? Is this Lady thing on? <laughs> <laughs> now listen. Now look. Now listen. We, we don't like to get political on this show. We don't. Uh, in fact, I believe a majority of our Patreon subscribers are war criminals. You know, so we don't. We don't care. They need laughs too. You know, everyone's <laughs> wide open there. Uh, but this election could really go either way. You know, this election could really go either way. ScoMo could pull out a sneaky victory or he could win by quite a lot. It could really go either way. It could really go either way. It's really a 50-50 at this point. No, but uh, Anthony Albanese seems like a nice guy, though. Uh, Then again, I might be biased. Uh, I've always had a soft spot for my sixth stepdad. Uh, (laughs) But I'm not sure. I'm not sure he can beat ScoMo's campaign promise of promising to take us all to Hawaii if he wins. It sounds really... Really appealing. Uh, but I have to say, I, I don't love the sound of this liberal election tampering we've been hearing about. You guys have been hearing about this? The liberal election, liberal uh, I'm election hearing about tampering. it now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what they're going to do is they're getting a little sticker and putting it on the top of every ballot. So it reads, tick the box of who you think shat themselves in Inigandine Mackers in 1990. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, it's putting this whole thing on its head. Uh, but, I'll, but I'll close with this. I'll, I'll finish with this. Uh, maybe the biggest thing happening in 2022 for us is, of course, our young Stuart. Making his way over to Scotland. Mm. Uh, and so, Stu, but, but to wind it up, uh, I wanted to give you a little bit of advice as you start this next chapter mm. of your life. Uh, don't eat the haggis! It's not pudding! <laughs> it's sheep's heart, liver and lungs! Don't eat it! They won't tell you that! No one tells you that! You've been warned! They don't willingly give up that information about haggis. Beware, Stuart. Beware. Uh, that's it for me. Thank you. <laughs> The onion dud. The onion, the onion dud. Dud. Well, that's good. That's My rating good system is out of two, guys. That's given it a zero. Let's get a big fat donut. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so big fat zero, that one. Okay. No, All I love right. you, boys. Love you, boys. If you want to ask questions, search engines are great. Last week, Chris Lane, our Patreon dude. Uh, <laughs> he uh, recommended for me to write a short story, uh, but not just any short story. He wanted mm. a continuation of the world, uh, which my 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 cheese short story came from. Something that's that sort right, of lived yeah. lived in in the realm of Greek myth and and all that sort of all that sort of good stuff. But I've actually done rather than a continuation, I've done 
sort of a, a prequel. Okay. I'm now going to read you the story called The Land Before Cheese. Fuck me. An Ooh. origin story. All right. Uh, guys, take your drugs now. This is, you want to kick in at the right time. If you drop right now, uh, yeah. They do move in herds. Once upon this same earth, beneath this same sun, long before you, before cheddar and camembert as well, before gouda, mozzarella and feta, before chevrey and parmesan, was the time of uncultivated foodstuffs. <laughs> now, the uncultivated foodstuffs were of four kinds. The first were white liquid creatures and called themselves milk. The second were delicious rocks from the ocean called salt. The third were colorful dots which congregated on old food. These were called cultures. And the fourth foodstuff was a vile brown sticky monster who lived in the stomach of a subservient cow. Oh. This foodstuff's name was Rennet. Rennet. Oh. The uncultivated foodstuffs lived in relative harmony. Milk and salt were best friends, despite their differences. And cultures would visit them from time to time, reminding them to store themselves in a cool, dry place. <laughs> it's like a D&D &D campaign. This is really well-building. <laughs> And they, all three, stayed well away from the dark cow belly lair of Rennet. Rennet! <laughs> all was well with the foodstuffs for many an age. But then the landscape began to change. In a matter of days, the temperature rose to an unbearable degree. And all of a sudden, milk started to bubble. Wow. Oh, fiddledy fuck! said what? Milk. <laughs> oh. I'm beginning to churn up inside. <laughs> I must be going off. Salt pressed a finger into Milk and pulled it away. Whoa, said Salt, as the string of funky Milk slapped back <laughs> from his finger. You're getting all sticky. I've never seen this before, said Cultures. <laughs> Just then, they could hear the deep belly laugh of a cow. Or should I say, they heard a deep laugh from the belly of a cow. Oh, Whoa. laughing cow. Ever the scaredy cat, cultures ran away and hid in the bushes nearby. The cow laughed slowly as it even slowly came over the horizon. <laughs> Whoa. Oh my god. Oh no. Big cow. Ooh, it's a horny, As it got nearer and nearer, its giant form blocked out the sun. It lumbered closer, and once it was standing over them, the cow opened its mouth, causing milk and salt to cringe from the horrible fumes. Mm -hmm. And from within, Rennet spoke. How do you like this hot AF weather? Mm. 
A slimy brown hand slid out of the cow's mouth and arced around the back of the cow, placing a single outstretched <laughs> finger on its rump, which began to sizzle. <laughs> moaned Grump, uh, moaned Rennet salaciously. <laughs> what do you think of my summer bod? It said with relish. What? Is, what? There's real sexual energy to all this. What? It was you, said Salt. You're the one who made the world hotter. You're behind all of this. Yes, said Rennet, as the slimy hand slipped back inside the cow. My flawless plan to make this cow super gassy has finally come to fruition. For years, this giant cow has been huffing out the back end, filling the world with pungent methane, making the world hotter and hotter, and all because of little old me. Soon the oceans will dry completely, and there will be no water left to make salt. Everywhere will be dry and barren, and cultures will have nowhere to sprout. Oh, no. And you, dear milk, will have a fate worse than death. You shall curdle for the rest of your days. Salt was trembling as it realized the malice of Rennet's plan. Cultures could barely watch between the leaves of the bush it was hiding in. But Milk, who had all the while been bubbling and coagulating in the heat, summoned all its remaining courage and strength. Curdle? Me? I don't think so, Rennet. In a sludge of movement, Milks Ooh. jumped into the air, span around three times, and karate kicked the cow in the face. Wow! Oh. Oh. The cow, expecting this, swallowed Milk whole. Oh. Oh. No chewing. You monster, said Salt. And knowing its fate, Salt jumped into the already waiting maw of the terrible cow. If he could not save his friend, he would at least aid him in his peril. The sound of Rennet's laugh resonated across the plains as the subservient cow lumbered back the way it came, and Rennet waited for milk and salt to slip deeper and deeper into the belly of the cow. Colchis was afraid, and for many a minute, after the horrible events had taken place, stood and stared at the very spot its friends had disappeared. Whatever shall I do, Culture said to itself. My friends are gone and I am all alone. Then, Culture was struck by a brilliant idea. Sometimes, Culture thought, I make people sick when they eat me. Maybe, just maybe, I can make Rennet's subservient cow expel my friends, if only I could get inside it. If only. After thinking long and hard, Cultures came up with the perfect plan. I will hide on some aging grass in the shade of a tree, and when the cow comes along to graze, it will eat me and be sick and vomit up my friend's milk and salt. With any luck, the cow will be so sick that Rennet will be expelled as well, and give up its tyrannical hold on the giant beast. 
Colchers waited and waited, and at last the cow came along and gobbled up the grass with Colchers on it. Aha! I've done it, said Colchers, but the battle was not yet won. Through three stomachs did Colchers crawl, crossing perilous pools of acid and gangs of grassy cud. Eventually, Colchers reached the fourth stomach of the cow, where salt, milk, and rennet were locked in fierce battle. Ever the coward, Colchers hid behind a gastrolith stone at the entrance of the stomach. Watching the battle unfold, the exhaustion was written plainly on milk and salt's face. They twisted around each other with great effort as Rennet delivered a slurry of blows. All of a sudden, Rennet's back was to Colchers, and just as Rennet was about to strike a final blow to both milk and salt, Colchers jumped on his back. Eat mold, said Colchers, grappling Rennet to the ground. And as Rennet and Colchers became more entangled, Rennet began to, began to bubble and ooze. Ooh. <laughs> cried Rennet. My flawless plan! <laughs> oh, no. All four of the uncultivated foodstuffs gurgled and writhed in shared agony. Salt disintegrated as it held on to milk. Milk became even more viscous under the acidic touch of rennet, and culture spread in tendrils, combining all the other three together. The cow could not withstand the throes of such a battle within its gut, and with a final moo, it died. Oh. Milk, salt, cultures, and rennet were singular foodstuffs no more and lay entwined in the quiet grave of the cow's stomach. Over the next six months, something incredible took place, and out the dead cow's anus, a new cast what? of characters emerged. What? <coughs> you heard me. First uh, huh? was Muenster, mild of flavor. Then Muenster. was Cheddar, creamy and subtle. Third, Provolone, sweet but sharp. Then feta, salty and tangy, soon came Swiss, slightly sweet and nutty. Followed by Monterey Jack, creamy and buttery. And finally, Parmesan, sharp and bitter. These were the heroes of the new age, made from the coagula... Coagula... Whoa. The coagula... Wow. Huh? Made from the coagulated mashes of milk, salt, cultures and rennet. In the years to come, they travelled across the land, giving depth to many a dish, sprinkling many a hot dog, and constipating many a creature. <laughs> the age of cheese had just begun, and the land before cheese was no more. And somewhere deep in the mountains of Sicily, the son of Apollo was born, a boy what? named Aristaeus. But that is a story for another time, nice. and hopefully... Some other podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Thanks, guys. My rating system is out of a possible 30 stars separated into three different categories. Uh, 10 stars for experience, 10 for spiritual growth, and 10 stars for stars. The rating I'm going to give it this week is I'm going to give it seven for experience. Uh, I'm going to give it four for spiritual growth. And I'm going to give it eight stars for stars. It actually, it, 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 it was fun. It was fun. And now everyone knows how cheese is made. So yeah, how, how many cow anuses did you give it? Um, oh, I reckon just one big one. One hmm. big old cow anus. One big cow. Out of one. 
Out of, out of one, yeah, yeah, of course. It's yeah, a very yeah. good score, actually. Yeah. Mm. Great. 100% cow anus, that story. Mm-mm. Yeah, oh, well, it was actually... Grass-fed cow anus. It was 100% grass cow. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, it was... I hope you enjoyed that. That was, <laughs> yeah. that was good, man. Thank you. The music really added something. Yeah. yeah. Cool. That's me done. For this episode, our patron, Chris, recommended to me that I had to create a philosophy or to, to, to choose what my favourite cut meat was. One and uh, the same, really. And, and, and in that instruction, basically what I took out of it is like I wanted to decide what is my favourite, you know, uh, thing to buy at a deli, you know, which is uh, I spend a lot of my time in a deli, mm-hmm. you know. It's, it's, I just wanted to get right down to it, you know. So uh, I want to talk to you boys today about charcuterie. Charcuterie? Charcuterie has come to light in recent years, partially due to the entire developed world having nothing to do all day for two years except sit around and pretend to be 18th century French nobles eating delicacies and trying to ignore all that guillotining that's been happening outside. (laughs) Charcuterie is a French word meaning imagine if bacon had its own bacon. Ooh. You may have heard it also referred to as shark coochie. Because it kind of sounds like the word charcuterie and it's also really fun to say. Mm. This, of course, ignores the fact that sharks do not, in fact, have vaginas, but rather an all-purpose cloaca used in conjunction with a pair of corresponding penis-like appendages. These Mm. are called claspers, which is also fun to make new words with. Hi, you can call me Clasper the Friendly Host and welcome to my charcutorial. (laughs) The first thing you're going to need to do is choose a surface. What surface would you like to use? I suggest something simple, like an end grain chopping board, but you might use slate or even a standard platter or plate. You can use decoration or leave it bare. This is completely up to you and how you decide to prepare your surface. It is important to note that nothing can prepare you for when a shark does surface in the middle of a feeding frenzy. Speaking of feeding frenzies, your guests are bound to be ravenous. And so it's important for you to choose the right fare and lots of it. Remember... Always use the absolute best goods you can buy. If you need to save on salami to get better chorizo, that's fine. But be careful, because your guests can tell the difference between two-day-old Devon and Mortadella Bologna in up to a million parts of water and from distance of just over a quarter of a mile. That, that's right, we, we can. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. Here's where we get to um, the end of the shark jokes. I want to talk no, about... I want to talk... Already? I'm going to give you... Yeah, I know. I'm going to give you my... Uh, a little bit of information before we actually uh, get up to what my what I believe is the best deli meat. Okay. Yeah. Special mention, salami. I thought this would have been my pick. This is my pick. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Salami is a kind of like a sticky fermented meat pudding wrapped in mold that, on paper, sounds like the nastiest jazz you can imagine. <laughs> I love salami because there's so much room for variation and changing of the flavors. Coarseness of grind, meat being used, moldering conditions, and most importantly, seasoning all play a big part in the end product's flavoring. I also Mm. love that salami is often found caught in a tiny net to prevent it getting away. Oh, yeah. (laughs) When choosing a salami, you should learn the difference between a natural casing and a collagen casing. A natural casing adds to the flavor and in general is a sign that the salami isn't mass-produced. You may also want to look for the mold. Um... Yeah, I look on the mold for all my on all my food. Which is a natural natural part of it. And a lot of a lot of uh, lower grade salamis might have a uh, a, a fake like a, a mold just for the look of it made of like oh, a flower. Fake mold? Flower. Yeah, that's right. Get out of here. I like my own mold at home. 
in the shower. In a cheaper salami, you might see that the fat yellows slightly, especially around the edges. That normally means that oxygen has gotten into the salami and started the putrefaction process. This produces a broad, faintly sour flavor referred to as lactic tang and is the hallmark of poorly preserved meat. Smoking of salami is the traditional way to cure it, and that is because that, that smoke and heat not only impregnates the meat and partially cooks the outside to create a strong barrier against germs and such, but the smoke also naturally wards off bugs and the safety of the meat is ensured. Oh. You know, uh, Lactic Tank is my favourite Zipper Duper. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be my favourite punk band. Uh, I also want to talk about prosciutto. Now, prosciutto mm. was in the running here. I, I thought that prosciutto would be my, would be my favourite. Uh, prosciutto is the Italian word for what we know as a number of fine cured hams. Uh, however, Italy does not produce the world's finest prosciutto in general. Um, it's universally agreed that that's actually from Spain, uh, which was Jamon Iberico. However, oh. in one, one strong, often overlooked producer of what we call prosciutto is actually Croatia, uh, who call their product oh. prosciutto. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, the best of the yeah. Croatian prosciutto is uniformly agreed to be uh, from a place called Drinish. Uh, in the microclimate of Dranish, the prosciutto is dried in the cool and dry wind coming from the land, known as the Bora wind, and the warmer, moist wind coming from the ocean to the south, which is known as the Yugo wind. Uh, basically, what I'm trying to illustrate here is that when microclimates are coming into play, we should basically be dealing with these meat products on the same kind of level as we deal uh, with wine, you know? Like, that that's the kind of status that they should mm. have, right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Now I want yeah. to talk about... Sorry, just give me a sec. I was thinking I need to raise my seat up a little bit because uh, for some reason all of that just went over my head. So I'm just going <laughs> to sit up a little bit. <laughs> now I'm going to talk about... Should, could we get to guess your favourite? Yeah. Are you about to talk about your favourite, Dave? Uh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not, not quite yet. I think it's between two. Okay. Lay it on me. What do you reckon? I think it's either just ham. You're a simple man. Simple pleasures. Mm. You like a Hawaiian pizza. Mm. Could just be ham. Or maybe there's little twiggy sticks. Maybe that's your favorite. Mm. Interesting. Ooh. Okay. Stu, you got a guess? Well, if. Oh, I mean, like. I hope it's chorizo, but I don't think it will be. Uh, okay, cool. But, uh, nah, I'm, I think Chris is probably on the money with with ham. I would have said salami. I would have said salami, but maybe. maybe yeah, I would have said salami too. Or, like, or prosciutto, but so, yeah, I don't know. Mm. What else yeah. you got? Um. We probably don't know the name of it, Chris. That's probably the reality. <laughs> you definitely know the name of this thing. You 100% know the name of my okay. favorite. Um, okay. I want to take a second now to talk about mortadella and other fully, another emulsified mm. uh, meats. Mortadella is the cream of a crop of emulsified meats that includes bologna and devon. You might be asking, what is an emulsified meat? And is there a difference between all of these things? In all three of these products... Pieces of lean pork and beef are combined with extra pieces of fat and most importantly ligaments, tendons and other high collagen musculature in order to create what is called a myosin bond. A myosin is a type of motor protein um, that is found specifically in muscles and it, and it helps with uh, forming the, the, the coagulation of the, of the actual product itself. You then take all of these ingredients and you blend the absolute bejesus out of them, adding water until it forms a nutrient slop uh, that is then cured by means of salt, spices and other curing agents encased and then boiled. Mm, mm, boiled slop. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> in a complete emulsification, such as Devon or bologna, the industrial machines that are used integrate the ingredients to such an extent that there will be no air bubbles. This is partially to use to counteract spoiling, but also as a byproduct of just producing so much at any one time. Uh, combined with a fine grind of spices, this results in a flat pinkish surface that has a uniform taste the entire way through. The presence of collagen 
while in the salami example I suggested to avoid is actually integral to the, the structure and preservation of the meat. In the salami example, the collagen casing is forming a single layered barrier against the elements. However, due to the coarseness of the grind or natural variations in the casing itself, it can form air pockets that again, create spoilage, uh, creating that lactic tang or it can disrupt fermentation. Yeah, right. Um, in the in the case of Devon or, or bologna, the the complete commingling of the collagens and the meat effectively means that the meat is the casing and the casing is the meat and in this way it kind of preserves itself. Um, Devon and bologna deserve to be recognised as a delicious and resourceful way to use parts of the animal that might normally be thrown away and for this reason I fully support their place in the deli. All right. However, oh. if you are trying to impress someone, you go for mortadella. Mortadella is to Devon as the Rolls-Royce Phantom is to the Toyota Corolla. Not only because of the history, but also because of the quality. I want to make two major points here. While emulsification is key to the process, mortadella is only made with pork, only pork. Uh, and as such, the diet of the pig mm -hmm. and the cut of the meat also come into play. Um, the second one I wanted to say is after the emulsification process is complete, what makes it different is that they, again, reintroduce intact cubes of fat, coarse ground spices and nuts sometimes also added specifically pistachios is actually quite a recent um oh yeah it's quite quite cool. recent that can you put um, olives in there am i imagining that? yeah no olives absolutely 100 percent. yeah yeah um the name mortadella comes from the same latin roots as the uh the mortar and pestle uh because there is evidence that mortadella or something like it was made and served during the imperial roman age uh meaning that, that i mean that they basically just used a big rock to squash pork until it <laughs> dribbled right um, but because it's so old and the technology didn't allow for the complete Nutribullet level liquefaction of the meat, uh, the meat is naturally slightly more coarse even today mm. um, than, you know, just through, through tradition, um, but also, you know, uh, just through for the process that it's actually made. Um, yeah. The flavor of the meat and the local produce mean that there are geographical variances in the product. Historically, as in around 15th century, mortadella was so prized, expensive, and difficult to produce that mortadella was only served to the absolute highest classes of nobles, like the king and like the immediate nobles surrounding him. Um, the mortadella that was widely accepted to be the best was mortadella de Bologna, uh, most likely due to the fertile land and the functioning economy in the region. Uh, and when America was being populated by migrants, the Italians brought over mortadella and in seeking to replicate it with the materials at hand, referred to their products as Bologna, which was later bastardized to Bologna, uh, which is why the, the product Bologna exists. Right. Um, yeah. Mortadella absolutely claps ass, takes names as choose bubblegum, put it on your plate. It's All right. <laughs> now we get to my favorite, my favorite, what I think is the best deli meat. It's got to be him. The market for small goods and luxuries of this nature has expanded wildly in the last 15 years. And you remember when we, when we were kids, um, you, you would be lucky to get a cube of bigger cheese. Mm -hmm. uh, Brachola, quince paste, pate, these have all become relatively commonplace mm. um, in, in the home. I, I, I mean, I've given you all of this information on curing traditions and, and all that stuff because I want you to understand the amount of thought that I've put into this choice here. My favourite, deli meat. Is Cabanossi. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's you, strong. You met us. Yeah, yeah. You met us. You've been talking to us yeah. the last 20 minutes about all this fucking fancy shit with Cabanossi. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I see, I see it. It's, listen, because it's a combination of all the other, a combination of all the other deli meats. Yeah, right? I see it. I see it. It's cured. <laughs> it's smoked. It's boiled, yeah. it's dried, it's peppery, it's mild, it's got a casing, it's got emulsification, it's got fatty cubed, fatty cubes in it. It's also just like really fucking good. 
Yeah. I was... think you got, dude, I think you got a fatty cube in your brain. <laughs> <laughs> You're actually probably completely right. Um, where once the nibble section of a party was cubed bigger cheese, now the cheese comes in triangles and the cabanossi is sold in convenient three-packs designed specifically to disguise the pieces that I wolfed down at 3am under the cover of darkness like a home-breaking deli meat pelican. <laughs> cabanossi is the true every sausage. And for that, I'm giving this recommendation number 97. Oh! Whoa. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, Cabanossi, man. Cabanossi taking home the prize, man. Oh, who want who want their Cabanossi eight? Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Don't be Cabanosi. How many? Wait. How many numbers up the top have you got left there? Uh, a fair few. Um, we've got. Oh, hang on. Like, is that the highest rating right now? No. 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 Ninety nine. The king of sausage sizzles. Number ninety eight. Oh, garlic. Yeah. Number ninety seven. Cabanossi. Number number ninety four is the nude. Ba- the nude beach. Oh wow. Oh, yeah. okay. Still cool. got that hundred cool, cool, spot. Cool. Yeah, the hundred spot is—it's still up there. Yeah, mm, still up. you better—you better fill it at some point because it could end up being something really shit. <laughs> yeah, I know. I gotta—I gotta just be decisive about it when it happens. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> I'm a little bit worried that I'm gonna be conned into doing something really shit. Like I'm gonna leave it to the last episode, and then it's gonna be like go to the library or something. Oh <laughs> yeah, that's, that's yeah, that's what I meant. That's yeah. our plan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Boys, let's watch a bloody family. Hey, this is Stuart in the edit room. Dave cut out just then, so I'm going to try and do what he just did. Let's watch a bloody family movie. I love cold cut meats and drinking beer on a Wednesday. I think that was pretty good. Welcome to the family movie night. This is the part of the show where I have technical issues. (laughs) <laughs> we we, uh, we ch- continue the podcast with a slapdash cobbled together version of the technology we once took for granted. Uh, yeah, that's right. And uh, mm. this week is a very special week for Family Movie Night because we are about to hit 14 minutes of Home Alone. 14 glorious minutes. Very special point in the movie. Let's go. Okay, he's setting, setting up, up the... Okay, the oh, yeah, right. Fixing, so running up the, the stairs. He's going to knock on the door. Fixing the power. Okay. Oh, the alarm clock. It's late. Oh. God, okay. okay. I All think right. we did see that, didn't we? Um, didn't we no, already see that? I don't that? think so. No, no. I thought. I think we saw the previous 10 seconds, which also had the clock and also had yeah. everything we just saw. Also, they've cut to yeah, the clock yeah, twice. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is this is the bit where they... Sorry, I'm just getting a bit of deja vu here. This scene is showing us that them waking up, realising that it's... They're about to get in a mad scramble and forget their child. Exactly. Oh, Slow realisation to a very immediate yep. problem. Very exciting. Yeah, it is a very immediate problem. All right. And that is it, guys, for another week of reviews. It's time for next week's recommendations. This is oh, our yeah. final week for a while. We're going to go on a bit of a break. We we ploughed through Christmas and New Year's. We, we almost killed each other <laughs> yeah. going through yeah. the, the holiday break. But we did it to uh, fill in that blank space that every other podcast takes off. But we are going on our own break because one of us is moving internationally. That's right. That's right. Dave is going to Antarctica. That's right. We're getting rid of him. <laughs> He's going to Ant- It's the best place to cure Cabanossi. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but for one more week, for one more week, we're bringing you another brand new new uh fully packed episode yeah one more episode one more game uh and we're just it's just plain we've gone back to normal we've had so many special weeks in a row now Mm -hmm. but Mm. for one more week we're going back to basics back to what made us special back to the Uh, guys who wants to go first Uh, i'm actually really excited about my recommend that i'm giving to you this week chris okay i think you're gonna love it 
I know that mm. I do. All right. So uh, over the Christmas break, um, at one point during one of the, the events, I was sitting on my phone and going through Streets Ice Cream's website. Okay. And I was just looking at all of their flavors and I was like, oh, Bubble Bill, banger. Yeah. Cornetto, banger. Banger. Like, there are so many good Streets ice creams. Yep. Hell yeah. What I want you to do is I want you to give us the top five, let's say five, okay. the oh. top five Streets ice creams. But basically, Chris, mm-hmm. I just want to come on the show next week. And talk about streets ice creams. Okay, all right, we yeah. can do that, and, and that is a thing we can do. Hell yeah, yeah. that's Hell great. Yeah. All right, uh, very exciting, very exciting. What's the other one? There's streets, and what's the other one called? The other company? Peters. Uh, I guess there's there's a bunch. There's a few. There's like no, it's streets, and there's the other big Peters. One. Pa- um, pa- Paul's. What say again? Peters. Peters. Oh, Peters, not Paul's. Peters, Peters. Peters. Peters can go fuck themselves. Peters yeah, Peters can go fuck themselves. Yeah. Who needs them? Drumsticks. Who needs them? Uh. Sit on, sit in your bloody Anyway, can't believe I called it Paul's. Paul's ice cream. <laughs> you want some of my ice cream? No, Paul. No, Jesus. Paul. No. Just, just hold it. You're cupping it in your hands, Paul. Put it down. <laughs> what's, what's Peter got that I don't have? <laughs> <laughs> a cone, Paul. A cone. Good ice creams, you fucking freak. <laughs> Dave. Yeah. I'm recommending for you this week. Uh, this is again one I think you'll really like and really enjoy. Hell yeah. And who, who's to say? Could be that 100. Who's to say? <laughs> One of the worst things about this last two years is we haven't been able to go anywhere. Haven't been able to travel. We haven't able been able to be tourists. Yeah. Which can be really fun sometimes. Okay. And yeah. one of my favorite parts of being a tourist is getting that little the little headphones, your little Walkman thing, and mm. getting that self-guided tour. Yeah. The uh, that audio tour yeah. you get when you go to a museum or a gallery or something. Uh-huh. Uh, Dave, I want you to give us this very special... Because, you know, they do, they do them all in different languages. The English one, there's the Spanish one, the Italian one, blah, blah, blah. I want one uh, in Dave. Uh, an, <laughs> a guided tour spoken in Dave. Okay. Uh, and not just a tour of anywhere. I want a tour of the zoo. The zoo. I want yes. you to create Dave's spoken <laughs> tour, guided tour of the zoo. That's very good. That's great. That's a good... That's very yeah. good. I like that a lot. Oh, man. Okay. Stu. That means I'm giving to you this week. Yeah, man. Yeah. Listen, I've, I've also been thinking about the last two years and kind of, uh, you know, moving into, into into 2022, we're kind of getting really amongst the, the 20s, you know? Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, I I was thinking about history and, and what does um, what does 2020, 1920 and 1820 all have in common? That's right. It's pandemics. Yeah. They love pandemics. Yeah. And then it's sharply followed by uh, a, a economic depression. Okay. Well, that's exciting. To get you for the coming economic depression, <laughs> I want you to look up and make for yourself during this week some great depression recipes. Oh, oh I like that. Interesting. Yeah. I like yeah, yeah, yeah. that. Interesting. Yeah. I like very, that. Very yeah. good. Very good. I'm this excited. one's called yeah. Shark Clapper. <laughs> <laughs> this is tomato soup. It's just tomato sauce and water. This is bread without the yeah. salt. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. It's a Amazing. cube of grease. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Are you okay, honey? You haven't touched your lard balls. <laughs> uh, all right. Awesome. Those are our recommends for next week. Make sure you tune back in. 
Um, yeah, as, as Chris mentioned earlier, it'll be our last episode for a month. We're going to take a month off, but we still have Pool Boys content coming your way. Uh, we recorded a secondary podcast called Brett Lee's CV, and we're going to be dropping our favorite episodes of that every week at the same time. So you get our annoying voices in your ear holes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Me and Chris's annoying voices in your ear holes and Davey's, Davey's smooth Barry White tones. <laughs> It's very, it's very complimentary. Thank you, Stu. Uh, cool. All right. Um, oh, if you want an episode just like this one for yourself, you can jump on the Patreon. Once you've hit a hundred bucks, then we will, we'll do that for you. Whatever, whatever you want. What, 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 not whatever you want. We'll, we'll chat with you and Most we'll reach an agreement, and then we'll do it. Um, cool, 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 cool. We've got merch on the Patreon too. Just get on there. Follow us on all the socials. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and RuneScape, baby. RuneScape. We're back on RuneScape, baby. Yes. We're on there. Mining for gold. Pearls with you. Pearls. Gold. I don't know. Come find us in the virtual world. Come come and find us. All right, cool. Uh, My name is Stuart. I'm Chris. (laughs) I'm... So, Dave, did you cut out or are you goofing? I'm just goofing. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> you goofed us well You goofed us good man You goofed us good uh, Oh and uh, Stu Yeah Take it away mm. Oh okay here we go <clears throat> Oh Barbie Girl by Aqua Bam Yeah well Gosh. done Dave well I can't believe I got that so quickly It's kind of embarrassing <laughs> That was Aqua Man's biggest hit Back in the day. <laughs> uh-huh. Barbie girl. Yeah. You are the Aquaman, Dave. <laughs> I am the Aquaman. All right. What a week. What a week, boys. What a week, boys. What a week. What a week. Did you enjoy your palmas? Enjoy your palm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, was, the palm yeah, was they so were very good. good. Yeah. They, it was actually really good. It really yeah. added to the performance. Yeah, yeah thanks. And man. they've got goat on tap here. It's very good. Oh, can I have a chip? Nah, it's COVID times. Fuck. <laughs> I'm a mash and veg guy. <laughs> oh. Can I have some mash? Yeah, you can have some mash. Put your <laughs> <hand>. <laughs> <laughs>